Welcome to episode 160 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I am Ty, and you can find me disqualifying myself from a future cabinet post at SEATJK, and with me as always is Chris. Where can we find you sending tweets that make hypocrites clutch their pearls, Chris? <laughs> you can find me at CD Villasenor on Twitter. You don't, don't have know. any commenting about not really shit, your shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to cut down on my shit posting so much. That's the only kind of posting I want to do. <laughs> yeah, we're opposite. Oh, what's the po- what's the earnest posting? Come on, uh, just you know that's for I'm, other people. I, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to be more of a positive force in the world. Well, it depends on what you qualify as as a shit post because I heard somebody you know refer to different meme posts as 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 shit posting and i don't really think that is i think just i like to just post funny thoughts that's my that's what i use it for and and also angry thoughts (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna keep my angry thoughts on the inside for a while for at least for the for the short term all right fair enough well it's no erotic snow sculpture outside the winnipeg city hall sidebar i learned today that the residents of winnipeg are called winnipeggers (laughs) <laughs> winnipegians i like i I'd like to call them that all right but we've got a titillating show for you this week in segment one there's been simply a bevy of insane marvel cinematic universe movie rankings being shit posted across the internet so we're gonna get in on the action with the top five stack rank in segment two we'll examine the continued de-evolution of reading and finally in segment three we're going to talk about workplace power balances and the progress or lack thereof over the last few years Beyond the buzzer, it's back to the stupidest things ever said before we head to the OT to talk about the pandemic playing tricks on your mind. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at holla, holla. at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, I have to ask you, Chris, has anyone ever speculated wildly about your health in public? <laughs> you know, when you're an overweight person, I feel that people are speculating about my health all the time. Oh, especially if I've got like especially on the news. No, no. But I can imagine anytime I'm like like got like a super like big like greasy five guys burger like <laughs> jammed into my mouth at the restaurant. I I guarantee there's somebody across the restaurant going, That guy's gonna fucking die for a heart attack. Like, you know, like overweight dude eating monster cheeseburger automatically draws people's judgment. Like, you're gonna die. And like sure. But Whatever. They're giving you the, the Lee Trevino and Happy Gilmore head, like this, the disapproving head shake. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're in Five Guys Burger 2, first of all. <laughs> Let's be clear about what's going on. Secondly, let me enjoy my burger. If I, you know, that's just my, it's my deal. You know, a lot of people survive that first heart attack anyway. And after that one, get after I get that one out of the way, I'll clean my shit up, clean my life up. Well, golf's most talented player of all time suffered some brutal injuries in a single car accident this week, which is what I was alluding to with my question. And I know. I don't know that I have a lot to say about that. I just, I hope he recovers enough to like live the rest of his life. I mean, it sounds like it was pretty brutal leg breaks and, and, and he was pretty disoriented afterwards. And I mean, I, you know, it's easy to, much like when we talked about Patrick Reed and having a reputation a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. it's easy to speculate about Oh, tiger in a single car accident. Ugh, right. It's right. like your first thought. It's like, shit, what's going on? And he just had surgery recently. Right. Um, so, you know, he's been taking painkillers. He seemed he had... pretty rummy on the broadcast on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, yes, yes. And of course, and of course that, that whole wave of two days worth of making fun of tiger on Twitter spilled right over into this accident and then right. pushed right on past like, like the like the tsunami that it was, right? It's yeah. like everyone just just felt free. Like every like, I'm pretty well following the core of what I would consider golf Twitter. Yeah, and it was just off the rail. It was completely off the rails. The whole thing was just nuts. And I mean, I it's less of a problem, I guess. It's not great to have wild speculation being sp- spread on social media. Sure, but I, I take it a lot more personally when I see it like on the television, like you shouldn't go on TV and just make shit up about, you don't have any idea what happened. And people are just on television theorizing for like entire, you know, 10 minute blocks on cable news about what happened and, and, and why it happened. And, and it's just, it's so irresponsible. I know that the news has been like this for a while. Um, but man, when it comes to 
someone's life or death and their, their health. It just, it's really distasteful, even more so than most other wild speculation that you see. Well, that's what cable news does, right? That just, that's it. It has air to fill <laughs> and they're just ready to, they're just ready to talk over a helicopter shot of a wrecked car for 15 minutes and say absolutely nothing. Right. Right. Nothing, nothing based on any sort of facts or any sort of whatever. It's like they just have to talk. They have to fill this air. So they fill it with just junk, like, like what, whatever they're, whatever they're, whatever they're thinking, doing. Right. It's, um, and you know, things like this, especially on Twitter, bring out the everybody's an expert now on, oh, yeah. on, on intermedullary nails and, <laughs> and, and commuted fractures and all these other things. It's like, you know what? Just, just, it was, it was terrible. He's okay. Like, as long, you know, if, if he, if he dies or kills somebody, like it becomes, you know, more of a, more of a thing. It's a single car. He crashes himself out. It's not great. And as you sort of, and as you sort of, as you sort of peel the onion, you're like ready to let certain things go. They're like, they're not going to do a toxicology. They're not going to do like all these other things. Like, and it's like, okay, we get it. He did. He's not dead. He didn't kill anybody. Let's just, let's just not dig for answers. He's, he's paying a horrific price at this point for, for the mistakes or he may or may not have made prior to this accident. And we're ready to just move on. Bad scene for Genesis. Well, I mean, I mean, he did have a horrible wreck and he didn't die. And he, I guess he just broke, yeah, he just broke his legs. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's a, for, for a safety standpoint, that's a, not bad but yes of course of course if you're the genesis brand it's like the last thing you want to see are hours and hours of your automobile crumpled up by the side of the road with the logo of the tournament on the door visible on the door (laughs) tough i I know that's 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 a bad deal but we can uh, only really discuss that at all because he's not dead like i certainly wouldn't bring it up if it was like oh Oh, tiger's in a coma yeah, if he, yeah, if he had died, or if he, if it was, if he was in a coma or something, yeah, you wouldn't be able to talk about it. the fact that he is quote unquote okay. Yeah, you know, is 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 great. But you know what? The other thing is on the other on the other side of this, like if you're Tiger Woods, I mean, do you just disappear forever? Like this would be the perfect excuse to never. I, I mean, unless you know, uh, the fact that he. He has a foundation and they do a lot of great things and it's based on his notoriety and his, you know, his fame and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's still going to have to do things like he's committed to helping, you know, his causes. So he's going to come back. But if if someone told me if like if we if we fast forwarded 10 years and you and someone said, we haven't heard from Tiger since the accident after the Genesis. I'd be like, yeah, I know. I mean, it's like, I, like was, he, I had the same thought, like. Right. Would he just be like, you know what? I was really it would suck trying to come back anyway. Right, this is, I'm done. I don't want to ex- have to explain myself a million times mm-hmm. to, to all these people who I don't owe explanations to. Like, I could, if he wrapped it up and just said, "Fuck it, I've got enough money. I just want to hang out with my kids. The paparazzi can take all the pictures of me they want, but I am not going anywhere, showing up anywhere. I'll just go to the Masters dinner every year." And hang out with those guys, and then I'm just gonna fucking go home, right? I just don't want to deal. If he dropped out of the public eye, and then it became sort of this, you only saw evidence of Tiger Woods on other people's Instagrams on random golf courses around the country or the world. Yeah. Tiger was out at that St Andrews. I was out there with my, you know, right. vacation, and yeah. Tiger was there. <laughs> that would actually, I think, add to the legend, dude. If he became Anthony Kim, no, like five years from now, it'd be like pictures of Tiger and Anthony Kim playing golf together people would like golf twitter would melt it would be like oh it's a great it's it's like seeing sasquatch and the yeti playing golf with each other exactly. amazing all right well let's go to segment number one all right well in segment number one so like i mentioned at the top of the show i've seen i don't even know how i came across this but people have been posting i guess there's a lot of news about the new spider-man movie right there is and that's kind of rebubbled up the mcu into our consciousness even though wandavision's kind of keeping it there anyway right um, but from a movie perspective, and I saw they announced uh, No Way Home, right? Spider-Man Home Depot is what <laughs> is what Zendaya posted, which was hilarious. 
<laughs> she posted that some days ago. I saw that that got forwarded around. But uh, yes, it's a uh, no way home. Yes. So people have been posting their sort of, you know, seminal rankings of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies on the internet. And the first one I came across was just so egregious. I, I, I felt like we had to do, you know, a stack rank of our own, um, at least for a top five, because the first one I saw has Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as the number one movie, followed by Civil War as number two. And I... That's just trolling. There's no possible way anybody... There are no reasonable people on the planet who believe that Guardian of the Galaxy 2 is the best of every Marvel movie ever made. So I just watched it again, like, like four days ago. The kids wanted to watch it. I'm like, we, they, like, they like Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's fucking, it's fucking terrible. It's okay. So it's not nearly as bad as I remember, but it's just mostly talking. Like most of the movie is they, they Kurt Russell do, just like delivering exposition. They don't do anything. They, they walk around a bunch and do nothing. It's, it's, no, the, the beginning is cool. The part with, um, like, all the Ravager stuff is great. Oh yeah, with okay. Groot and uh, Groot and Yondu and and uh, and Rocket are all are, are captured. That's all great, but that's not the point of this, of the segment here. And I don't want to burn our ten minutes on <laughs> bitching about other people's rankings. Yeah. Um, did you have any specific here? Because I, I I sent you this thread, and it's just like it's nested, it's nested tweet and nested tweet and nested. It just goes on forever. Yes, yes it's a bottomless. And most of these it rankings is, are horrendous. <laughs> it is like the mirror, like when you like mirrors on both sides, and you see infinite infinite amount of yourself. So I did click through a bunch of these, and they they sort of they sort of yeah they sort of just kind of all become the same thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as like how I feel about. The movies, I I did it to where I was thinking about, like, do I want to watch this movie again? Yes, that's exactly how that's, I made mine. As that well. is that is the very first thing you that you want to you want to say. So, um, and and Captain America: Civil War is an Avengers movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's yeah, like, it's an Avengers movie in disguise. Sure, it's Avengers movie in disguise. So it's like Avengers. Wait a minute, it's Does Avengers. It come before it come. It comes after it come. <laughs> you asked if it comes, comes before or after, after Ultron? Ultron, yeah. I think uh, whatever. I think it comes after Ultron. It's after Ultron. It must be. It has to be. It has anyway. to be. Yeah. Yeah, because it, no, it's, yeah, because the whole pl- plot is the Sokovia fallout. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, so it's basically Avengers t- uh, Avengers 2. So it's well, like... Three. But because it comes after Ultron. Avengers 3. <laughs> there are five <laughs> Avenger movies. Imagine this is like 23 movies. It's so hard to think uh, of. It is. So, so when we get into the stack ranks, I really feel like first movies are the tiebreaker. So if I like your series, I, I tend to default to the first movie. So if I'm gonna, if we're gonna start with a stack rank, I'm gonna start with Captain America: The First Avenger as number five, with, as number as one of the five. Okay, okay, it's hard to do this whole. No, I, I made a very strong effort to make them okay. put them in order, right. but that's fine so, if you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just got to get in there because. I watch that movie all the time. I turn it on all. It happens to be running on premium cable regularly, and I stumble across it, and I always watch it. I think it's. I think it's a. I think it's a terrific movie. It's fantastic. It's actually on my five. It is the number four, and I bounce it around. The last I had a really hard time with the last like two, and then the three just outside the top five. Um, mm-hmm. My top my top three were pretty solid, but yeah. So I, I also have uh, Captain America as uh, in the top five there. Right. Um, and then my mine on the bottom, I guess, would be just the first Avengers movie. Um, it just it's tonally really well executed. It's it's rewatchable. It's it's fun to watch them come together. Um, everybody's established at that point, so they get a chance to interaction. And and, and it's like it stands in such stark contrast to like the joyless slog that is Justice League. It it really is. Uh... Well, 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 yes. But I'm looking for, <laughs> sidebar. I'm really looking forward to the the Snyder cut, uh-huh. which is coming. I can't so, roll my eyes hard enough. I know you can't. But I'm going to watch it, but I'm, oh. I'm annoyed already. <laughs> I'm not annoyed by it. I'm excited. I'm excited for it already. So. You know, I was watching Jesus and Miro, and Miro made a good point, which is like, look, DC has like three people that people give a fuck about, and that's why it doesn't work. No, it's well, like I mean, it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and I guess Aquaman, and oh, I guess The Flash. And he's no, like... <laughs> it's it's the storyteller's job to make you give a fuck about these. Like, who gives a fuck about Ant-Man? Really, like in the in the Marvel universe, like no, very few people. I, mean, I wish we could have got the Edgar Wright version of the Ant Man movie. I like but, the Ant Man movie. 
Sure, but I'm but I'm what I'm saying is like prior to they, the movies that I care they about make, Ant-Man. They it's, make him work because yeah. they're clever. Right. Well, they give everybody a personality. That's what I'm saying. That's Which is something mean, that the DC movies just don't do. It's just they don't have the right people running the DC movie universe. That's just that's just clear. Okay. Yeah, the, the cool part about Ant-Man, actually, it works in the MCU because all the sort of underpowered heroes, um, they make them interesting people because otherwise you're like, you know, even Hawkeye has to acknowledge it, right? I think it's in Endgame where he's like, I'm I'm a human with arrows or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they, But they slot them in there in the right ways, right? You've right. got, I mean, because the Marvel Universe revolves around Captain America, Iron Man, who else? Really? Everyone just slots in, like they 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 find a way to to use those two as a big tent, and everybody gets in underneath. And that's and Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman could certainly serve the same purposes, but but Zack Snyder, while brilliant with visuals, just they you just can't pull a story together. So, um, you know, Avengers is absolutely in my top five, but uh, if like I said, I have a prejudice for. Um, of for number one movies and i like mm-hmm. doctor i like doctor strange i like doctor strange as well in my, to, in my top five it's not in my top five because for me it's just a rerun of iron man um only it's magical like it's yeah. a very similar story you know there's, there's here's an asshole something bad happens to him <laughs> he has to go through the trials to become less of an asshole it's just it's very it's almost like they didn't they had that's, to get it out. Every, that's everybody. That Thor's Thor's like that. <laughs> like everybody's an asshole, and then becomes less of an asshole because they have to. They have to be a hero. I mean, there there are certainly obvious exceptions, but but that's a that's a tried and true superhero tale. We watched all the MCU movies with my kids over the holidays, mm. and the first time we're watching Avengers, uh, you know, and Thor and Iron Man don't know each other. Uh-huh. And uh, the, why, why are they fighting? Why are they fighting? It's really concerning to the children. Like, well, they don't because know superheroes have to fight first and then they become friends. That's a, just a rule. This is how men make friends. <laughs> we first compete we against fight. each other. Yeah. We fight. And then, and then we find out if that person's worthy of my respect by fighting. And if they are, we can become friends. Uh, you know, so... You mentioned Doctor Strange, and I just this is a note I grabbed while I was kind of getting my list together because I was debating and you know internally like how I was going to organize this, and and one of the pieces I saw, you know, read some different opinions about this because I was curious what other people had to say, and there's a a comment about Doctor Strange where the author says there's always a feeling of been there, done that with the movie, even its eye popping action scenes that feel either ripped from Jack Kirby, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Obviously ripped from Jack Kirby. (laughs) Isn't that literally the goal of the film? Yeah, the fact that we can't get Kirby particles like around everybody in the movies, yeah, just you know, obviously makes me angry. But they should be um, glowing. They do yeah. Captain Marvel in that way. In that way, though, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, more of a the bubbles. Kirby more particles. Of a Super Saiyan thing. These Kirby, days. Par- Kirby particles. All right. All right. So next, I have Infinity War as my number three, and that's you know the, the team up movies are great in the MCU. That's what's so great about them. I love the solo films. I love the first Iron Man. I love. We mentioned Captain America already, but. Uh, Infinity War I had to put on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I have anything to say about it. It hasn't already been said. Right. Okay. Here's where I break my rule about having bi- having a first movie bias. Uh, Ragnarok. <laughs> Ragnarok is absolutely a joy to watch. It it's is. My- it's, it's, so, it's so stinking good. Everybody's having so much fun. And... I can't. You just can't help but get sucked into it and just enjoy the hell out of it. I I think it's 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 just one of those movies where I have turned it on many times over the past several months just because I just want something really fun to watch. It's number two on my list here, and it you know I was it was so strange when I first saw it. I was like, what what was it? What did I just watch? And then <laughs> went back and watched it again, and it just gets. It's the it's the kind of movie that is so good that if I don't know what to put on, like if I'm just like, oh, I'm tired of looking around, and then I'm like, Ragnarok's anywhere near the menu, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just gonna watch this. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. it's it's so Every great. Time. And, yeah, and it, I really like it because outside of the MCU, which mostly occurs on Earth, there is a lot of you know the the universe is much larger, right? As Tony as Tony addresses in uh, mm-hmm. Endgame and. Um, it's important, I think, to have these off-world adventures to see what is going on to give you that uh, sense of scale when you're like, 
well, why isn't Thor around all the time? Or why isn't Captain Marvel around all the time? And it's like, well, there's there's a lot of other things going on that you're not aware of down on mm-hmm. Earth. Yeah, the, the, the cosmic acts, aspects of these comic book universes are very important. There's things going on on Earth. When there's, there's a lot of things going on on Earth. Yeah. And there's the cosmos side, right? Like DC had had their chance with a Green Lantern movie because Green Lantern's the he's the he's the right. gateway to the cosmos side of the DC universe, but they do so much it makes so much fun in Ragnarok I can't stand it it's it's terrific. great it's fantastic everything everything's the, awesome the haircuts uh, the Taika Waititi character and his like comments oh my god and Goldblum every every yeah. every line out of Goldblum's mouth is just gold Everybody's, and I've I've never been more attracted to Kate Blanchett. No, I'm always attracted. I'm always attracted. <laughs> well, to Kate no, but I'm saying I, 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 that's not in dispute. I'm saying I have never been more, <laughs> more attracted more to Kate Blanchett tra- than as Hella. Fair, fair. All right. So last one. Do you have one more? I like Homecoming. Homecoming. I just pushed it out of the top five to include the original, the original Avengers movie because Homecoming is the best Spider-Man movie, and I will. I mean, of, of, of all previous Spider-Man of movies. every Spider-Man movie ever made. Yes. Yeah. It's the, it's that. And then it's, it's one a, and then Spider-Man two, one B. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if, if I can go with, uh, into the Spider-Verse, I would select that second, second one C. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had a, so I, I, I agree. Uh, I, again, I just barely pushed it out. That's why I had such a hard time with the edge of the list. Uh, but my number one is, and is end game. Um, mm. It's just, and we've talked about it at length before, so I don't need to go into it, but it's just, you know, the culmination, they still, I still mark out when I watch certain parts of the movie. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, Captain America grabbing Mjolnir is just a, a just a tearjerker, right? You're just like, you get the goosebumps and the watery eyes and the, yeah. Oh yeah. They're just, they're, there are half a dozen movie moments like that in my, in my life. And whenever they come on, I mark out. I'm thinking about it. I'm getting a tingle in my body. <laughs> the part where he like throws the shield and bounces the hammer off the shield. And it's like, it's just like yeah, fuck him up. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uncontrollably. So, uh, last question on this before we move on. Um, how long, how much older do we have to get before Marvel has completely supplanted star Wars as the primary pop culture force Absolutely. in cult in society? I would, I would say you're, we're probably, it's pretty close right? there for, yeah. I think we're probably already there. I mean, simply because everybody under 30 is a Marvel person. If I mean, really. I mean, because if you can imagine, everybody under 30 has been watching Marvel movies half their life, right? Right. Yeah, my kids are marginally interested in Star Wars. Like, my younger daughter more so than the older one. But they're both like Marvel but, movies. Yeah. I mean, it's the people who are my age who actually sat in the theaters and watched that original trilogy who will always be Star Wars people. And I, I'm always going to be a Star Wars person, and and maybe there I'm certain I'm just I'm just saying for sure, <laughs> the Star Wars fans who sat in those seats mm-hmm. on those first in 1977, you know, 79 and 81. All uh, we are just we're we're never supplant nothing's ever supplanting Star Wars for for me personally. But this is so amazing, I can't even stand it. It's well, like like that's the thing, right? So I'm about, I'm about ten years younger than you, and mm-hmm. and so I didn't see Star Wars until I was in like third grade. So that would have been oh I don't know like in the mid eighties, right? Mm. So I, I at home, and then I saw them in the theater uh, when they special, got re released special edition. edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw them like I'd seen it like at least the original like in a drive through or sorry drive in rather Um, and I have found though that what's happening is that the Marvel movies are giving me the emotional reaction that I want Star Wars to give me and they're just doing it much better it's so well done I mean it's the things that they're doing with the Marvel universe are is the great it's the greatest film franchise ever made by far it's not even close I mean, no argument. I mean, if no one's ever going to do this again, that we're, we're living through, this is like being able to watch Michael Jordan's career on TV as he played. It's like, like you'll hear about it. Like people, like people 15 years from now will hear about this. They'll watch all these movies on, on demand or whatever we have. Right. In those days. And they'll be like, these are great. It's like, well, you never know. It's like, it's, it's the people who, you know, people who are Harry Potter fans are the ones who read the books and had to wait two years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get to that next book. Those are the people who are hooked by this. Like, 
you had to wait. We had to wait. We had to wait a year and a half for another movie. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's the kind. That's the stuff that builds fandom. Like the binge of it later on. Like if you got into it today and binged it all, you you wouldn't have the same reaction. You you wouldn't have the same involvement, the same investment. Well, I mean, it's interesting to watch people come to it without the source material reference. Like I have a lot of reference. Like I have a lot of past with these characters before sure. these movies. Sure. Um, but it's almost. In my mind, is almost like completely supplanted my previous. Yeah, like, it's a it's a different thing entirely than yeah. having read comic books all throughout my childhood. Yeah, I mean, reading reading comic books again. That's the investment, right? You had to wait a month to get to the next yeah. thirty pages of this story. Yeah, <laughs> which is which that is you were done with in like six minutes. Right. That you yeah you read it you read it you 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 sprinted through it in ten minutes and then you peered over every like. Then you like the next three or four rereads of that comic book. You like yeah. looked at all the marks and all the all the yeah. artist stuff. And then but, I would go back and read the couple right before it. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, exactly. That's what breeds fandom. Like, but mm. this is a this is like I said, this is a this is a cinematic feat like no other. Oh well, you're gonna get no argument from me. I just need to set the record straight on the rankings because people are crazy <laughs> out here on the internet. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you if you've got. If you've got Guardians of the Galaxy sniffing your top ten, you're just you're insane. Two number one can be in the top ten. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, well let's go to segment number two. All right, well now for a hard pivot. No, not really. I guess more internet chatter in the sense that the 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 media environment continues to shift under our feet, and you know the the, the new hot thing is to strike out on your own as somebody who's built a giant Twitter following over the last four or five years to create yourself a Substack. Often claiming that your existing publication won't let you, you know, publish your hot takes because <laughs> you, your hot takes are offending people. And so your, your employer says, you know what, maybe you should go post that shit somewhere else. And so people are starting these um, newsletters. And this is something that an independent journalists were doing on Medium and, and on Substack. And you can subscribe and you get a news, a daily newsletter in your email inbox, which I don't want that. <laughs> I really miss... Go ahead. Sorry. You think it's going the wrong. You think it's devolving. I don't want to have to check my email for like things like this. I don't want to have to <laughs> click from links in my email to web pages. Shit. I want to just have the text there. If you're going to email me. Um, but I really, really miss the mid to late 2000 blog boom where everybody had an RSS feed and I could just read all of every website I wanted to read on one screen and every post they posted, I could either read it or not. And I could just, it was much easier to stay like broadly informed like mm-hmm. 10 years ago than it is now because now we've refragmented everything that exists in print media. Right. And like I have multiple subscriptions. Like I have a subscription to the athletic. I have a subscription to um, a couple of different newspapers and I almost never read them because I have to go to the website Yeah, and it just, it doesn't, work that way. Yeah. I don't, I, I was able to curate a feed, right? I would much rather have, if I'm going to have a subscription to one of these things, give me an RSS feed for the author, right? Let me get yeah. a feed for whomever on your website that I enjoy reading so that I don't have to go search for it. I, I liked getting notified and not via email because right. that's, that's, that's a push notification. I like to opt into my reader and have just a list of all the stories I wanted to read from all the various sources. And I, I desperately miss this technology and it just went away. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like when did blogging die? Like, it, cause it really did croak. Yeah. Uh, remember the golden, the golden days of Simmons on ESPN two and Deadspin, like the early days and even like the Gawker stuff or, yeah. you know, all these things. Late, they, late they 2000s. Were, they were great. They were, they were, they were, they were a fun way to get news and opinion mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff, and then they got they they turned into a business. And they started the getting corporatized. Yeah, died. Yeah, like like the job wasn't anymore to just be like a bunch of outlaw kids posting bullshit on the on the on the on the, on the internet. It became now this is a business. Ad business, revenue and businesses need to make money, and if you don't make enough money, you're out of business, which is stupid because. Because blogs started that way, just like you know what, we're just people who want to put up opinion pieces about sports or and have funny opinions and just do bullshit. The irony and is that I would have paid for a dead dead spin subscription back, back in then, the day, but yeah, I still want Leech, to read it on an RSS reader. I don't want to have to go right, to the website. Right when Leech was running the place, right? Yeah. it was just it was amazing. 
but uh, the uh, but yes, but you're you're absolutely right. So it fragments out, and now people are so the the problem with Twitter is Twitter feeds are so dense that even if you like somebody, the odds that you'll miss their post talking about the thing that they just wrote mm-hmm. fell off the map. Like it's unreliable. Twitter's right. an unreliable way to get things that you want to see because it's just so dense. So the only way now to do it, because people don't run blogs anymore, or they do, but now the blog is Substack, but then you have to subscribe. Like, it it needs another, it needs to get popular enough to where people can now make it more efficient. I just I think mean, n- newspapers yeah. in particular um, need to figure out microtransactioning sooner than later. I need to be able to go to the WAPO and spend 50 cents. To read it, if you 50 cents for today's access, mm. right? Like there's an article I want to read. I don't want to subscribe to the Washington Post or, or you know, I don't really want to. I don't want to carry the subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to read it enough to make it worthwhile. Right. Uh, the read the things I do subscribe to, I, I subscribe to more for the um, some of the dense uh, like statistical analysis that those sites provide mm-hmm. um, that I'll pay for because I know somebody's got to do the work to pull that together. Right. Um, I, I'm happy to pay for journalism. I just don't have to subscribe to it. So give me... I. I if I'm playing a video game on my phone and I need some power crystals or gems or whatever the hell I need, it's going to be 99 cents, right? To, to, yeah. Right then. And it's double tap, face ID, pay, and then, then the crystals come. Yes. That needs to happen for newspapers. <laughs> I need to be able to go, if I click on the Washington Post link from Twitter and I hit the paywall, don't uh-huh. ask me to subscribe to your paper. Let me buy the paper because it's not a thing I can do anymore. So right. that's the other part of it that's gone that right. drives me crazy. I would absolutely read more actual print journalism if it was just more quickly accessible via the feeds that I'm already getting it through, right. um, but without throwing that paywall up. Yeah. You know, we uh, we subscribe to the Sunday uh, Seattle Times. We get, okay. we get an sure. actual print thing. You know, mostly for crosswords and Sudoku, but whatever. But every now and again, like sitting there in a chair reading the newspaper, <laughs> I hearken back to my seeing my old man sitting in the sitting in the you know sitting in the chair reading the paper, and I thought to myself, "What a boring ass thing to do! What are you doing sitting there reading the paper?" But it's 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 actually kind of nice. But you're you're right. But but you're right. And to your point that. Sometimes I just want to buy today's paper. Right. Makes perfect sense. 50 cents to buy today's paper. A dollar, whatever. Uh, whatever. But I mean, because then what will happen is I'll buy the day's paper. I will read the article I want to read. And I'll probably read two or three more. Right. And and that's and and that'll be worth a buck to me. But I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to sign up for I don't want to sign up for your subscription. And I, and I don't know how difficult would be to run a business but thing is you're not getting my subscription money anyway so you might want you might as well just get my dollar two or three times four times a month i don't even know what what does a subscription to wapo cost you know i think it's yeah i think it's like three bucks a month something like four bucks three bucks a month three bucks you might get more money from me if i buy the daily paper 100 they would get more money from me if i could just buy the paper when i wanted it (laughs) right because i'm never going to subscribe right right (laughs) yeah what do you what are you gonna do because that'll feel like a waste because I know I won't read it frequently enough to feel like I'm getting my money's worth, even though maybe I am. I don't know. But uh, I don't feel like I get my money's worth out of, you know, um, like that athletic subscription, even though I really like their content and their coverage. It's just it's not inexpensive necessarily. And, and then I don't I just don't go there because I've got to go to the website or a site like right. you mentioned Bill Simmons, a site like The Ringer, which does so much evergreen pop culture content. But if you don't read it within like the first three days when it's published on their website, good luck trying to find it. <laughs> Gone forever. It's amazing. I tried to like read like um, back coverage of, of the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, they do a challenge, like a weekly challenge recap. And I wanted to keep reading them. And it was very difficult to actually keep going back because like the suggestion algorithm on like it wasn't just here's the next article in this series. I had to keep looking for it. And I just couldn't think of something more ridiculous than I've got to go to your website. It's primarily, yes, yes, it's timely, but if it's not in your featured sites or featured stories, I, I, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to find unless yeah. somebody links directly to it. Like if you link to it and there's, I find out there's 20 more, they should all be right there. It's yeah, just, I, a, it's almost like these people have never run websites in their lives. Or never, <laughs> or never read one. Wait a minute. Bill Simmons has been in the website business for since the time immemorial. Yeah, but he didn't have to. I mean, okay. I'm yeah, not gonna come on, whatever. Slag him, but whatever. Right. Anyway, oh, oh, can I sidebar on the Washington Post? 
Sure. Did you see that? So the Washington Post tried to get a quote from Tesla regarding this story, and Tesla wouldn't give them a quote. And the um, and then basically the reply was uh, Tesla is not going to reply to this blah blah blah. And Elon Musk writes, "Give my regards to your puppet master." <laughs> That's the quote they got from Tesla. Give my regards to your puppet master. I, I love that our society is slowly devolving into plutocrat, like bitch fights. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what, that's what we have. Anyway. I, how can, first of all, speaking of, what's with all these people still saying Bezos? If you, there's know. a lot of people still out here saying Bezos. Tomato, tomato, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, how does he say it? Bezos. Okay, well then that's how you say it. it's his name. Not whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, I don't care. I don't Fine. care whatever. It, it drives me crazy. I just don't understand how you can still be doing this. This is why I call Jason Day Jason Day. Well, that's what he says. That's what because if you asked him what his name was, he'd say yeah. his name was Jason. Yeah, it's not so Jason. Why, so why don't you call him, yeah, don't call him Jason because his name's Jason. Just telling you. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just, I'm very frustrated that I can't quickly scan and read things of value. I have to dig for them now or hope I come across them. Yeah, it is a, it is a, it is a crazy step backward in the world of, of the internet. I mean, again, it's commerce has everything to do with it. You know, trying to monetize your content has everything to do with this to make it more difficult to make it, you know, it's not free. It's difficult to find. Yeah, uh, you know, and it just for me, for the most part, it just like I just stop. I just don't take the time to do it. I just, I just can't be troubled anymore. It's like if I can't find it in the first two seconds, fuck it. I guess I don't need to know about it. I that's I hate that. that's exactly what I'm talking about. I hate it. it <laughs> there's so crazy. much. There's so much. You know, there's so much information. You're just like, okay, I'm looking for a squirrel, and then you're just off to the next thing, right? You're just like. Wait. Even if I wanted to read Matthew Iglesias's Substack, <laughs> I'm not paying him five bucks a month to do it. I'll tell you that much. No. I don't want to read it no. anyway. No. No. Let's go to no. segment number three. All right. In segment number three, well, we had a little bit of a scandal in our local sports uh, last week where um, our idiot Mariners CEO, I don't know, man. How do you get... Okay, so let me let me set it up, I guess. So for anybody that doesn't know, Kevin Mather, the Mariners CEO. Had, former, former. Former. Now former Mariners CEO. CEO mm-hmm. at the time. Was on a Zoom with the Bellevue Rotary Club back on like February 5th. To, to be... Which is just ridiculous to begin with. Okay, so... I don't understand what, that's, what that is. If they <laughs> just have guest speakers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it... I, did you watch any of the video? He doesn't watched... seem intoxicated, but he also, it's just, are, are you aware that people can see and hear what you're saying, sir? This is, this is a little more like it. This is, this is, that's the, what I got from it. It's like, dude, this is not, this is not the back room at your private club. Sorry. This is, and it's being recorded. Yeah. And which he said he didn't know things, <sighs> things are happening. You just need to you just need to take it down like a full notch, dude. So he had some untoward things to say about foreign-born players and about manipulating minor league service time and the kinds of things that if your boss was saying about you, like, oh, yeah, you know what? I've got this really great performer. And then he mentioned you by name and he was talking to people that you didn't know about you and then telling you these bragging to these people about how he's fucking you over and like underpaying you and like not giving right. you the vacation time that you've earned and like shining you on with like BS just to make you happy. And, and uh, just, you can't, talk about, yeah. Talk about saying the quiet parts out loud. Well, then that's the thing that, that I really wanted to get into a little bit is that beyond the specifics with the, the scandal, I mean, he's, you know, he of course resigned forced out right mm-hmm. you, kevin you need to resign we're gonna fire you <laughs> in that situation uh, but it's really hard for me to buy into um chairman john stanton club chairman john stanton saying i'm very surprised and troubled and it's like i really you are no you've had these conversations with him a hundred times dude like upper management at the mariners has had these conversations this is the this is the this is the this is the justin thomas insensitive 
expletive that oh, he made. Oh, yeah. yeah. The thing, he, yes. Th- that didn't just pop out. You didn't just make this up, dude. Or the Morgan Wallen saying the N-word to his buddies on the street and getting caught. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. This is not... This is not that. This no. is not a this is not a I'm making this up whatever. You've had these conversations in depth at the upper management level of the Mariners how you've manipulated Oh, minor you're saying it's different. Time. I thought you were saying it was the same. No. <laughs> Cuz my point was that if you say those kinds of things No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. He they've had no this but is so you're giving Justin Thomas the benefit of the doubt, though. No, I'm saying he's said it a million times. Okay, okay, okay. So it's no, a habit is, that you it's have a just habit. managed to suppress in public for a while. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. And when it came out, it came out because you're used to using that yes. word. Yes. And he's used to saying these things. He's just now saying these things to the wrong people. <laughs> it's like you're having an inside conversation with the outside and now you're fucked. Well, so that's an interesting thing about it too, because he wasn't really saying it to the wrong people. Now he was saying it in what you would call a public setting. It'd be like going to the Rotary Club and saying it in the room. <laughs> the Rotary Club is not a super secret organization of like That's what of, I'm saying. It's public. It's public. But they're not the ones that like reported him. It it, it took two weeks. Before the fact is they posted the zoom on their rotary club, YouTube channel, I guess for all the people that couldn't make it <laughs> to hear these terrible racist and, and, and bigoted things that he's saying. And, and wild, just and, wild. And, and let's not forget that this man um, was also accused of, of, of sexual misconduct just a few years ago. Uh, Ooh, well, there's a shocker. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, by the way, you know, it's one of those situations where of course now, the woman who brought it up is no longer has a career at sports, but you know, he got to keep his job. So sure. Well, my, again, 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 there's a, there's again, shocker. There's a, that's color me surprised by that situation. Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit is the incongruity between this sort of cultural moment we're living in on the internet and in public in particular with, um, bad faith claims about cancel culture. Now you and I have talked before about cancel culture and whether or not things go too far. That's not really, that's neither here nor there for this conversation. Mm -hmm. People have weaponized it now to say that criticism, all criticism is now cancel culture. And if I say something you don't like and I, and you say that I should not have my job anymore because I said those things that that's cancel culture. And depending on what your role is, again, I'm not trying to get into this. My point is just that, we're talking about it on in public and on the internet. Like it's this, the scourge, but meanwhile, this guy has been confident and comfortable enough to go out in public and say these things to a room full of people who also didn't feel the need to like, you know, bring it up as a problem. And it was only because some random dude found this video on the internet that this even became a story. Yeah. And now if I was in that room and he was talking about these things, I probably would have blanched and then like made the face and then left and probably not said anything about it. Well, it's likely I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, that Kevin Mather sure is gross, right? And then I would, then I, you know, I wouldn't have quote unquote, I wouldn't have reported it. I might have tweeted about it. I was like, this guy's wilding, man. He's talking about this, and he said Julio Rodriguez <laughs> so can't speak English. <laughs> so you would have. I, I would have. I just been like, ew, that's that guy's. That guy's gross. Then, well, I don't want my. I don't want. I, I don't like. You know. I, I know. I don't enjoy rooting for bad character individuals. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Sports but. is full of bad character individuals. Uh, that's <laughs> it's like who are you rooting for then in sports? <laughs> but the uh, but yeah, I mean this is certainly a case of a guy who's and I use this word all the time, odious, who's just you know been living a living a a very just just a he terrible looks- entitled horrible power mongering and lording it over people lifestyle and he got what was coming to him and that's and and if you're going to make a there's there's certain cancel culture arguments that again we're not going to get into that that I might defend somebody based on whatever circumstances not this guy this this guy's this it, here's the thing it's you just can't brazenly just talk about it like there's some, of course, of course, your job as a as as a sports executive is to get the most out of your roster and spend the least amount of money. You're going to you manipulate the talent in a way. Of that's course, sort of unseemly. you are. That of is, course, you are. I mean, that's that is the point. You're going to get into negotiations with people. You're going to hard. You're going to you're going to drive a hard bargain. You're going to tell them this and that and the other thing. You're going to use the rules. The the you know you're going to use the the arbitrated 
you know, union it's collectively bargained, and if the if the union would like to fix the problem, they can. That's up to them absolutely. in the league to take care of. Yes, absolutely. But when you get into the situation where you are the steward of your local team, you have to come across as being a good faith actor and steward for your team. Like we understand trying to drive a hard bargain on a contract for a player. I get that. We want to get this player at this price and 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 a good GM or a good president or whatever would will work to do that. Yeah. But this but it's it's the the other layers of it that are just that are just that are just awful. Like, well, and the, the, how, the power dynamics of it was really interesting to me because you look at the story about the guy who basically broke the story by posting it on the internet saying, hey, this is wild. <laughs> like, that's basically <laughs> what he did, right? He found the video, uh-huh. reposted it and said, this is a pretty candid conversation. He actually said that he posted it before he'd finished watching it. Like, he was just like, oh, this is pretty intensely candid. And then he's like, as it watched, as he's like, as I continued to watch, he's like, I was like oh, this is getting pretty dark. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. And then he even says like, as the story breaks, he's like, oh, I, it's been kind of surreal being, oh, okay, so this is my fault. And it's like, it's definitely not your fault. No, it's absolutely not your fault. You know, you t- if you turn over enough rocks in this world, you're going to, you know, you're going to find some worms. That's just, that's just, he've just, it's too bad that, that it gets sort of pinned to him. Like it gets retweeted from his account, like a right. million, a million right. billion times. So his, his handle, I mean, if I'm him, I'm pretty much going to abandon the handle. At least it's over. <laughs> I, don't want to be, I don't want people to follow me. I, don't want, I just, I was just, I don't know. He video. sat for an interview with the times There's a picture uh, of him. So he's not shying away from it. He didn't do anything wrong. I, mean, I get it. You don't want the notoriety. Yeah. But then like you see things like, you know, our local TV station here, King five posting a headline on Twitter. Mariner CEO Kevin Mather talks candidly with Bellevue Rotary Club about the M's. That's how they headlined the, the story reporting on, on the issue here. Well, what? I mean, that's... Talks candidly? <laughs> runs, his, runs his mouth? Belies racist thoughts and, <laughs> and, and inappropriate behavior. And then the Rotary Club then deletes the video from their Twitter or from their, their YouTube account, mm. which is just, what, what are you doing? Like you just I mean, do, let's get well, our again, hands off of this again, again. Bellevue Rotary does not want to get doesn't want their video their their YouTube channel like to be the clearinghouse for this disaster. I you can't know, I can't blame them. I can't blame them. It's not the same, but it is akin to the people who decided to go you know commit a bunch of crimes at the Capitol and then just post all their crimes on the internet while they were doing the crimes. This is this is the classic stupid criminal thing right i'm a dumb criminal like they return to the scene of the crime kind of thing like i stole all this stuff and then two and then then three days later went back to that same store and they say hey that's the guy who stole all of our stuff and like what then he's just stupid and again i don't know it's he's you know the amount of privilege he will live, it, he, will live he will live in infamy yeah the amount of privilege that you have to feel to sort of just openly post yourself or not post yourself openly behave this way in public and feel like you're probably not going to suffer any repercussions because you didn't, you just never have. Right. It's, it's wild to me. Like, I just can't, I, like I'll never get that picture out of my head of that guy in the Capitol who's carrying that podium and waving at the camera. Like, Oh, this yeah. is fun. I like this rioting is great. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's like bond villains who, before they try to kill James Bond, like unload their entire plan on him. And it's like, just shoot him. He doesn't just need shoot to know. James Bond. Just shoot James Bond, and then and the, this movie's over, and you'll succeed, supervillain. But he just decided he would just do the full exposition of his evil plan, and like people would go, "Ooh, you're so smart." Well, wow. just Bond specifically, <laughs> who you're about to kill, right? But this guy's like, you know, now there's like, let me un- let me let me show you my gene, the breadth of my genius. Ugh. It's like, oh God, stop. There's something interesting about uh, talking about doing things versus actually doing them. There's something that <laughs> we can explore at a different date. But for now, that's the end of our regular segments, and you know what part of the show this is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is stupid does, sir. The stupidest things ever said. Durr. Oh, I meant to look this one up. 
This is from a sportscaster, uh, rugby commentator, Gavin Hastings. And there's Gregor Townsend's knee looking very disappointed. And I don't know if that's in reference to an injury. I meant to find out. Now I'm mad at myself. <laughs> it's like, it's probably like, like ACL, like yeah. all bent out. It's like, it's, his knee looks disappointed. <laughs> disappointed in the outcome here <laughs> of your ligaments. Uh, this is a sign in Japan. It says the door has been bad. Push on the left side of the door. I assume it's just bad translation of it not working very well. Right. The uh, uh, it reminds me of the time where there were these. Uh, there was a funny translation because people thought like "fucking" just meant great, <laughs> and the, the all the signs in this Asian store said like "big fucking sale" and all this stuff. Like, and, and, it and, does uh, mean great. It does mean like great. That. Yeah, I mean, we we in America wouldn't put signs up like that, but yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. I'm down with it. I don't know. I mean, people wear those t-shirts. Remember West fucking Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> I've been cursing a lot tonight, more so than I usually do. I started I it off with the shit posting. Yeah. Oh, well. We have the E. Don't let your kids <laughs> listen to it. This is not a family-friendly show. <laughs> we say it. We say an hour into it. <laughs> uh, this is from The Chase. Have you seen that show? The Chase? Where you're competing against like a Jeopardy champion and no, your money just, goes up and then they're up No, and down. I just remember the Chuck Sheen, uh, Christy Swanson movie. Okay, yeah. I, I remember That's, that movie too. Yeah. You would have crashed that car. <laughs> uh, Chased host Bradley Walsh, US News Channel Cable News Network is usually abbreviated to what three letters? The contestant, Fox. <laughs> Yes, a, another a, another another satisfied Fox viewer. Jesus, <laughs> right wing ecosystem brain, media ecosystem brain. All right, you'll remember this from 2008. Newscaster Katie Couric. What other Supreme Court decisions other than Roe v. Wade do you disagree with? Sarah Palin. Well, let's see. There's of course the great history of America rulings. There have been rulings. There's never going to be absolute consensus by every American. And there's there are those issues again, like Roe v. Wade, where I believe are best held on a state level and addressed there. So, you know, going through the history of America, there would be others, but can you think of any? Well, I could think of of any, again, that could be best dealt with on a lo- more local level. Maybe I would take issue with, but you know, as mayor and then as governor and then even as vice president, if I'm so privileged to serve, wouldn't be in a position to changing those things, but in supporting the law of the land as it reads today. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Miss South Carolina one. Are there any other Supreme Court decisions that you disagree with? Uh, I wasn't prepared for this answer in my run for vice president. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. whatever. Who could have seen it coming? Yeah, seriously. This is the Marks and Spencer restaurant in the UK. Here's a sign. It says the all day breakfast is served until 1130 a.m. <laughs> the all day. Listen, if you if you say all day breakfast, better give me some goddamn all day breakfast. Sun went down, sir. The day has ended. <laughs> uh, and a church bulletin. Visitors are asked to sing their names at the church entrance. Now, that's just a typo, but it'd be pretty funny if you had to announce yourself that way at church. Yeah. Ty Keller! Sportscaster <laughs> Kevin Burkhardt during a Fox NFL game. They were discombobulated. Are they now combobulated? So this right. is not stupid. This is a reasonable question. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the whelmed over like the overwhelmed. Aren't people ever just whelmed? Yeah, kind of thing. Finally, this one hits a little close to home. Uh-oh. Tech support. Okay, ma'am, I need you to do a Control Alt Delete. The customer, how do I do that? Tech support. Push and hold Control and Alt at the same time, and then hit the Delete key. Nothing happened. Try again. Still nothing. Should I turn my computer on? Would that help? <laughs> yeah, it might. <laughs> Come on, man. Layer one. Get My laptop it. won't charge. Did you check to see if it was plugged in? Yeah, I looked. Okay, I'll come to your desk. Well, you see how the cord's not connected here. <laughs> can you look I will never again forget closely. It. You just can, did you look at the cord? No, you did not. You lied can, to me. Can you, you confirm? Liar. Can you confirm that it's plugged in? Oh gosh. Anyway, tech support is really yeah. It's it's fraught with those types of uh those types of situations. Sure. Sadly. I, I, I anonymously posted a screenshot from our company Slack to Twitter the other day where somebody was asking IT for help, and I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the message, the error message has the solution. Like, a, literally, the error message they posted in the Slack to IT. They're like, yeah. hey, this isn't working. And they're like, did you? 
do the thing it says to do. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read the error message? And it's like, oh, then, it's all it's all fixed now. Thanks. And follow the directions. Hmm. All right. Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right. In the overtime, speaking of the workplace, um, I just have started to notice as it's the pandemic has dragged on and our perception of time has gotten very skewed. Um, I've noticed that in particular, it seems that leadership seems to be suffering from some cognitive dissonance on how time is passing and how that impacts their ability to manage expectations and also to sort of lead through the weird time that we're living in. And I'm not going to speak. I'm going to speak very generally for obvious reasons. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, But I'll I'll tell first uh, an anecdote that did not occur to me um, specifically that I was just, I became aware of uh, that there was a a situation where a supervisor, a very senior executive was getting frustrated with the lack of progress on a project. And then, asserted on the call that it had been three months since the project had kicked off it had in fact been about three weeks and they were so and this is have been has been a repeated problem with this individual who who doesn't seem to acknowledge that there's a pandemic in any way like she's this person seems to be one of these people that is just has decided to ignore its existence completely mm. and continue to conduct themselves on you know i get it hey focus on what you can control but also context of your surroundings is important, especially when you're in a supervisory capacity and you're, you know, responsible for managing others. Sure. Sure. And that's the, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a time to be a human being like in, in the workplace. I mean, that's all the time, but yeah, <laughs> no, not all the time, but there's these, there are at least sometimes like, I'm not going to say like, sometimes we have to do things. We, we, we have to step outside of ourselves to get things done. I get that. But, but in this, in this, in these times, it's just, it's too much to, I don't know. It, yeah, you're right. It's just, you gotta, you have to handle things in a way that takes into account the, the situation. I mean, I, I understand having to get stuff done too. Sure. I get that for sure, but um, but you have to be you have to be buttoned up extra tight these days. I think like some people look at at COVID time as a loose time, and right. I and I don't see it that way. I see it as you have to be much more specific about what you want done, when you want done, because if you say it's cool whenever, mm-hmm. you'll never get it. No, right. Like it, like even in regular times, like, but but in regular times, I'll see you in the building, right? Or right. I'll see you, and I'll go, "Hey, the thing," and they'll go, "Yes, the thing," and then you'll get the thing, right? Yeah. But in COVID time, if you if you don't say, "Hey, can I get this by you know Thursday by before lunch," and then I send you an email or a or a planner or whatever I need to do mm-hmm. to make sure your memory's jogged in this in this regard, it's like. That's on me. I need to be specific with the things that I need. But if you can't even get your timeline straight, if you don't know that we've been working on this for less than a month and you think it's been three months and you like come into a meeting and like start blathering on about how shit's not going, you're just like, you're not buttoned up tight. Right. <laughs> you, need, you need to, you need to rein it in a little. And now you've landed at my original point, which is that if you're going to act, be a big head ass about it, then you're going to you're going to completely undercut your authority. Like if you're in a position of, of leadership, you of all people need to be more sensitive to the context of the world than even the individual contributor. Yes. Now, the individual contributor right now, the best thing they can do is do the best they can with whatever situation they're in. And hopefully that's up to the standards you continue to require and they don't, and you don't have to make any painful changes. Um, and you know, ideally you don't, you know, lash yourself for not being hyperproductive. Like I, I definitely have always been what I would call, I see a streaky kind of mm. producer. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I work on hot streaks, sure. um, but then there are days where I just, I can't accomplish anything. And that's been, you know, particularly acute during the pandemic where I'll, I'll go through runs where it's like, I just can't do this today. Sure. And, and so that's why you have those deadlines, right. To work backwards from. And mm-hmm. that's, but this, I was in a leadership situation um, recently where another leader was discussing like how difficult 2020 had been for business and that this year we couldn't let, let, let customers wait 10 months to make a decision. They, we need, if they're not going to buy, we need to know they're not going to buy. And I'm like, 
what are you talking about? What's been going on for 10 months? Like, we have customers that were going to purchase. And then, you know what? The apocalypse started. And they were like, we're just going to hold on for a bit. All right? right. Like, we can't spend a bunch of money on this thing because we have to, like, stay open. Right. <laughs> this is, uh, we, we have to stay in business. So we can't sign this contract right now. And if like, you're in a leadership position saying these things, you just sound foolish. Right. Yeah. You just sound like an idiot. I, so the, I completely agree. The cognitive dissonance required to just like have basically forgotten because you've yeah. gotten used to what, what's going on. Like I, I mm. think that's part of it too, is that yeah. we've been doing it so long now. Um, you know, people will say, right. You could do anything for a year. Stand on my head for a year. Right. Go to prison for a year for a million dollars. Right. Do anything for a year. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been doing it for a year and now it seems like, you know, <laughs> people have gotten used to it to the point where they've forgotten the reasons that things are the way they are. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I, it's just, you're, you're absolutely, I absolutely agree a hundred percent. You know, when you put this on the, um, on the, uh, on the sheet, um, I happened to come across a new, I watch the local news a lot. We know this, right? Mm-hmm. I, have I mentioned this, that I've watched an inordinate amount of local news now? We notice. It's weird. The, um, the, uh, they were talking about Zoom fatigue. Mm. And signs of Zoom fatigue. And and one of the signs of Zoom fatigue, I will read to you because you had posted something about this, about the young person in your house. It mm. says, seeing yourself during video chats constantly in real time is fatiguing. Mm-hmm. It's taxing on us. And there's a lot of research that shows there are a lot of negative emotional consequences to seeing yourself in a mirror. Yeah. All the time. So. Yeah, I used to think I was a good looking guy. And after a year on Zoom, I'm like, well, I've been lying to myself for a long time, huh? <laughs> after a year on Zoom, I'm more convinced than ever that I'm handsome. But <laughs> that's the difference between perhaps like fake narcissists and real narcissists, right? <laughs> but but the uh, but I was I was reading this and it and it and it jogged my memory, like because you had said that your that your daughter who had been mm-hmm. doing these Zoom calls has sort of has sort of been and I guess I imagine if it happens with adults, it must be like double worse for kids. Oh yeah. I mean, that they just, they start seeing themselves, like staring in a mirror is bad for you. Don't look at yourself in the mirror all the time. Don't, don't obsess about how, but, but you can't help, but, but obsess about your, the booger hanging out of your nose or your hair looks weird or whatever. When you're, when you're, when you're on a zoom call, yeah, you know, and have to look at yourself for an hour, hours on end, like, you know, kids who are on zoom calls, you know, six hours a day. There, that's they're staring how, that's at themselves in a mirror for six hours a day. It's, just like, it's all messed up. It's all screwing up your self-image. I think the longest day she has is about two and a half hours, and it's broken up. It's like it's a half hour, it's a 45-minute, and there's a long there's a long one at the end. It's still long. It's still no, long it's a time. lot, for sure. And like they, they, they both have gotten like weirdly obsessed with like the bumps in their hair. My hair has this, you know, like just very strange. <laughs> my older daughter was talking about like, I hate my chubby face. I'm like, oh, it's just, oh, that's no. literally just the, the, that's the, I keep telling you to put the, can't put the laptop in this spot. Yeah. Because she puts it in a spot where it's like, it's terrible angle, right? It's like, <laughs> you, gotta get your good with side. you gotta get your good side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you say that. Cause I have personally, like I went through that period for sure, but I've been working remotely for a long time. And so, um, I've kind of gotten used to it even before this, I mean, it's obviously become more acute, but what it's done for me is I've stopped obsessing. Like, I'm just like, this is just what I look like. Right. Uh, I just, but, but you're whatever. old and you're old and crappy. That's like, these are young you. people who are, <laughs> these are young people who are, who are growing and, and haven't had a fully formed, have, don't have fully formed brains and it's, and it's screwing them up. Oh yeah. I mean, we've talked before about like the moment in your life that you stop caring what other people think about what you do and look like. And it's like, that. that's the most, that's when your life starts. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, people that never grow out of that, right? Like, it rules their lives. Well, yes. Well, but it's real. Like, there are certain situations where how you look and how you act are extremely important. Of course. And, but those moments in my life are very few and far between. But you have to be able to identify those situations where I need to look good here. I need to look nice here. I need to look as nice as I can right now. And, and you need to, and then it's easy for me to sort of, get focused, get, get it straight and then get out of there. But that's, but, but that's literally the smallest slice of my life. But I've also, but kids don't know that. No, I I, I I also have a, I also have a wife and children and I'm not really, (laughs) I don't think she's going to leave me if I grow, if I grow this gross hair. 
I, well, even the good look, the thing for me is I, I even started to like, I need to look good here. Like I, I'm fitting it into my own frame of reference now. I no longer am like, well, I don't care what your expectations are. It's like, if you say that I need to look nice like this, it's going to be my version of it. And I don't really care whether or not you think it's up to snuff. Sure. And if that that's... costs me something down the line, then I guess that's, a, that's my problem. <laughs> if it costs you the cover of Vogue magazine, well, then so be it. If you guys are still wearing ties to work and you want me to wear a tie to your office, I, no, no, <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard no, pal. It's, I don't know. There's no reason for why me. are you wearing ties at work. What is that doing? Listen, unless I'm, I don't know. I don't. I can't even think of a court. Yeah, court. Because you have to put a costume on to go to court. Yeah, president of the United States, maybe. Sometimes, maybe sometimes a tie. Yeah, uh, but certainly, you know, weddings. Maybe I'll put a tie on for your wedding. Maybe. My own wedding? Probably. <laughs> your wedding? I don't know. Not sure. 50 50. <laughs> I didn't make my groomsmen wear ties. Oh. Right. Yeah. See? It was a, just, that's modern and hip. Yeah, but no, I, I, I'm with you on the Zoom fatigue thing. Staring at yourself is weird. And it's hard. It's hard. I think the hard thing, too, is it, it, it's hard not to stare at yourself even while you're talking to the other person. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing, I mean, this is a good article. It's from uh, Stanford University. The folks mm-hmm. at Stanford are, are, um, are talking about. There's, a, there's also another interesting point that uh, because so much of what we get is, um, you know, is nonverbal cues, when you have a sea of faces, mm-hmm. like you're inundated with all this information, like your brain wants to pick up on all the nonverbal cues that people are shoving at you. And it's fine to do with you and you and I in this in this. Thing. I can pick up your nonverbal cues, but we put 10 faces or nine faces on this thing. Like your brain wants to pick up all the nonverbal cues that it's, that it's picking up through all nine faces and it's heavily fatiguing while you don't even realize it. Yeah. I think anything over about four people, it's really difficult. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you have to make much more. And then of course you're in a small box. So you know this, right? So you're, you have to make more, you're making a conscious effort to be more demonstrative about your nonverbal cues, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm going to nod in agreement, like really big. Right. And like, I'm going to, yeah, it's, it's stressful. It's and you wave goodbye now at the end of your work conference calls. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. I wave, I wave goodbye. Me too. I honestly do. It feels I, like the thing, the natural thing to do. I don't join the chorus. I don't join the see you later. Goodbye. Chorus. That mm-hmm. happens at the end of those meetings where everybody unmutes and it's like, goodbye. No. I just wave. If I was and, muted, I'm, I'm not I just, I, I just wave. I just wave and punch the leave. <laughs> Peace out. I, I tweeted that months ago that every Zoom call is a race to hit leave before the, the host ends the call. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're running long. So that's our show. And our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod where we hope you're staying positive and not having to test negative because maybe one of us will get the jab in the arm someday. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review via your favorite podcast. I shouldn't say and or review. Subscribe and review. If you haven't already. Yeah. Well, I know. Throw some kind words. I know how many people download the show every week. And I know how many people have rated the show. <laughs> One person. There's a lot. There's a, a huge disconnect. <laughs> if you the like show. the show, rate the show. Tell your friends. I don't know. Don't, but don't be shy either way about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for us. Uh, we'll be back next week with more pop culture. Life strategies. And maybe some existentialism. But until then, peace.